great Canadian talk show. There's only a couple of watts, but I brought the truth to everyone within three blocks of the West Side of Campus. No way! Yes way! And now, let's get right down to business with Marty Gold. Welcome to the Great Canadian Talk Show podcast, uh, a midweek edition uh, in our pursuit of uh, effective coverage from the citizen journalist perspective of the 2022 Winnipeg Civic Election. Uh, right out of the gate, I want to thank uh, our, all our listeners, of course, but uh, in particular, we've had uh, some donors step forward to support this work this week. Uh, and uh, if you are inclined to support this work, whether it's through uh, a donation through PayPal, donation otherwise, uh, or uh, through other means, or um, to advertise or sponsor within the context of our podcasts, our columns, and City Circus, the upcoming City Circus uh, TV episodes, then that information is at the bottom of the episode description. Today, I was able to uh, swing my way by Assiniboine Park for the launch of the mayoral campaign of Councillor Kevin Klein. Klein, a one-time councillor, is uh, setting his sights on the big chair at 510 Main Street. About 90 people in attendance, a lot more media than I've seen at, at a lot of other events lately. Um, and uh, a number of introductory speakers... Uh, Darren Dunn of Assiniboia Downs was the MC and uh, sounding as great as always. I recognized the voice immediately. Uh, and uh, 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 Larry McIntosh is the official agent for the Klein campaign. He spoke with, uh, he's a former CEO of Peak of the Market without a carrot. He uh, spoke into a microphone instead of a carrot this time. Uh, Rob Carver, the Winnipeg Police Service, explained rather eloquently why he is uh, throwing his support buying Councillor Klein in his quest for, uh, for the mayor's chair. There's a couple of other speakers, including Dave Howard of Homes for Heroes and Klein's opening remarks, uh, focused on the efforts that he made to cut through the red tape and ensure that uh, that homes for veterans would be established. These tiny homes, as they call them, are going to be established in Transcona. And uh, Howard said that he they've done this in other cities and they had nothing but trouble in Winnipeg with City Hall uh, uh, no help from Mayor Bowman until Councillor Klein uh, stepped in, and uh, and Klein spoke directly right out right off the top about this effort. Um, I don't want to. This isn't going to be a long podcast. I want to, in particular, focus on two uh, elements of the remarks that uh, Councillor Klein made. Um, you're going to first hear a six minute, about a six minute clip, I think it is, uh, where he describes. Leadership and and one of the uh, foundations of his campaign, uh, one is safe neighborhoods and another one is uh, accountability and then real leadership. And he addressed the third point first uh, and talked about leadership, uh, saying that real leaders listen and will listen to all ideas and to listen to criticisms. He talked about how the public service needs to be able to come forward confidently uh, if they see something isn't working within the context of city of Winnipeg processes and administration, and and when they, you know, this is a step shy of whistleblowers. He wasn't even talking about whistleblowers. Uh, whistleblowers. He was talking about people just doing their job that gets shut down within the city um, because change isn't very popular with the administration, and it's a very entrenched administ- entrenched administration. And he used the example of uh, Christian Swerda and Wise Up Winnipeg, without mentioning them by name, but he talked about how the uh, council gave uh, Christian 30 minutes to explain his concerns about, the, uh, about traffic lights in the city, and the administration said, eh, everything's fine, and council just went along with it. 
And I think there's a lot less truth in the administration's point of view about that. And Councillor Klein clearly did as well. Uh, he, you're here in this clip. He talks about the EPC system, uh, a, uh, a particular idea he has for a council information officer that would be paid out of the funds for the mayor's office. Uh, he's assuring members of the Winnipeg Police Service and CUPE that he will work towards safer workplaces for the union employees with realistic deliverables, as he put it. Uh, and uh, he also spoke about what constitutes real leadership, made a number of points about that. Uh, so you'll hear that. He also spoke about ambulances and police cars and uh, what he says is a reflection of uh, of. of um, poor management, or as he as he made the point, that the city of Winnipeg needs better management of our resources. And so I turn now to this clip. You'll hear Councillor Klein and maybe the odd uh, the odd crying baby and airplane overhead from Assiniboine Park as Kevin Klein announced uh, the beginning of uh, his uh, first steps into the race to become Winnipeg's next mayor. Bravery too, bravery to admit to our problems and our mistakes. Not point fingers, not slough them off as, well, that's what happens here. We have to have the strength, the conviction, and the courage to fix those problems, to listen to residents, to find out where we made the mistake and find solutions to improve it. Real leadership is a new way of thinking. That's really been one of my dreams is bring a new style, a new way of thinking to politics. The system is broken. The system isn't working for you. And I want to make sure that this system works for you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I also want to add that real leadership means that we have to listen, not to respond, but to learn. We need to listen to all ideas, concerns, and criticisms, as I mentioned. We need to make sure public servants will not be punished for seeking change or pointing out something that could be better. We need to make sure that the public service will not be attacked and shamed when they raise these concerns. I think all of you remember a resident who had worked two years putting together issues that he saw and accounted for day by day with our traffic signal lights. You remember that? Everybody? Yeah. This council gave that young man 30 minutes to explain his issue, and that was it. And after he left, it wasn't that long of a discussion for the public service to go, yeah, well, he's wrong. And it passed. That was the answer. When we're in, when we're in the mayor's office, that is not going to be the way things happen. We will sit down with these residents, and we will listen, and we will bring the public service in, and we will want accurate details. We will want facts and figures so that we can go back to you and tell you if that resident was right and that we're fixing it, not ignoring it. It's a big one to me. Real leadership also means teamwork and that's collaboration. We talked about how we're going to bring council in. I will do that. Nobody else is offering to do that. They all want to hang on to that EPC model. And we know what that has done over the decades and decades in Winnipeg. It's a fractured system. We will have collaboration, not just internally. We're going to have collaboration externally. I'm going to create, similar to the resident advisor groups that I've had that have kept me in check over the four years, working groups. And these working groups are going to have residents, stakeholders, business people, 
union leaders. They'll have members of the police service so we can hear the truth about what's going on in the street, on the streets of our city. And I know working together with these people and with unions and our business leaders, we will find the answers and we will implement them swiftly. And we'll have the support of everybody. Not a single plan that just comes from City Hall. In the private sector, I learned that negotiating and working constructively with unions was a huge benefit. They cared about the success of the company just as much as I did. And I commit to making our workplace safer for union employees. And I commit to working with every union leader, the WPS, QP, and so on, so that we can sit down and talk about the realities. We have to talk about what we can and can't do, what we need to change to achieve real deliverables, realistic deliverables. We have to be able to get the things done we're saying we're gonna get done. And I know working together, we can accomplish that. Respect, bravery, listening to learn, collaborative teamwork, that's real leadership. Accountability means equal information to all elected officials. That's why I commit today to take the mayor's budget for his office and hire a, an official council information officer. Every councillor will go to that officer and they will get the information they want quickly and unredacted. They will get the facts, not what we want them to know, but what they need to know so they can respond to you. And that will be happening day one. Council, I've been known for, uh, some would say, oh, you ask a lot of aggressive questions. I don't find them as aggressive. I find them as necessary. We need to know why, for the last 10 or 15 years, we haven't added one ambulance, and we have some of the longest wait times for an ambulance in the country. We brought that forward to the, to the public service. We brought that forward to the Winnipeg Fire Paramedic Service over two years ago. Guess what's happened? Nothing. We will address that. You need to be confident when you call an ambulance, somebody is going to show up to help you as quickly as possible. Um, thank you. I also want to talk about the number of police units, because this is very near and dear to my heart. I was uh, the police board chair, and as many of you know, I resigned. I was the only councillor to resign. Because I found you could get nothing done. You want to, you want to work hard, but you're stuck. You're stuck in between a couple of different machines. But we need answers. We need to know why we have 28 cars, units, on the street protecting our great city. And 20 years ago or more, we had the exact same number of cars protecting our city. We need to find better management of our resources at all levels, including the police. There you uh, have heard uh, Councillor Klein. That was uh, after about uh, ten or about twelve or fourteen minutes of of his remarks that he got into that clip that you heard. Uh, and in particular, I find, um, I mean, I don't think there's anything surprising. This is very consistent with what he has uh, said and stood for at council since his uh, his election in 2018. Um, the system is broken, not working for you. Uh, he learned that firsthand as a councillor. Uh, I found particularly interesting his comments about uh, that he left the police board because you couldn't get anything done stuck between two machines, as, as, as he put it. Um, I, 
I know that uh, Kevin Klein will be among the many candidates for mayor that, that uh, their number have already agreed to do an interview. Uh, he had agreed to do an interview in relation to a run for council. I'm sure that that extends to his running for mayor. So there's seven or eight of the people who are now planning to have their name on the ballot uh, as mayor. And I expect to be able to talk with, with, uh, with uh, Councillor Klein um, during the course of the campaign, uh, directly for our audience. And I'm going to ask him more about his uh, departure from the police board, which was certainly controversial uh, at the time. What I also found interesting was his remark that in two years, we haven't increased the number of ambulances, uh, despite the problems with uh, wait times, and that in 20 years, we haven't increased the number of police vehicles. Now, how much of that rests on the police board I don't think that's a decision council makes. I think that's that's where the police go to the police, or the cops, as it were, you know, go to the police board, say, we need cop cars, and then the police board goes to the city. I, I don't have any data in front of me, any background on that. But I find that interesting, if indeed it is factual, that, that we have a bigger city. Certainly the city's spread out tons more. And the idea that we have the same number of police cars trying to cover this terrain, I've heard this before. I don't know that I've actually reported on it uh, anywhere. But that's patently absurd and patently uh, a, dangerous, um, a dangerous shortfall in civic resources. And I'd be very interested in how he proposes that be addressed and how quickly and by how much. Uh, in terms of how many more ambulances would you want to authorize? What would you cut in spending to be able to achieve that? And uh, he had some ideas specific to police, to policing, of uh, where money could be moved around uh, towards police cars that, that he made in the speech that we're not going to be uh, going into uh, in, in this short podcast. Now, one thing that Councillor Klein mentioned is about the North End Police Station, the new po- uh, North End Police Station on, uh, that is being uh, planned for McPhillips. And uh, this is something that uh, our listeners heard Aaron McDowell, running in Minarski Ward, speak very passionately about and the need for the new police station. Councillor Klein, you're going to hear, he isn't necessarily opposed to the new police station, but he's opposed to the police station that's being planned because, as he says, it's excessive. It's an old plan for a big building, and the things have changed, and the police don't need a footprint that size for the to replace the Hartford Avenue station. And so it's a short clip, and I'm going to swing to it uh, right now. You'll be able to hear what Kevin Klein had to say. We need to also be able to almost, uh, we also uh, need to be able to uh, require accurate budget, budgeting, and we need to be able to say no when they ask for more money. Recently, there was a request for more money to build the North End Police Station. The design of the North End Police Station was made several, de- uh, well, a few decades ago. I think about 15 years. It hasn't changed. They're going to build the same building. And now it's already in a cost overrun situation and we haven't put a shovel in the ground. Haven't we had enough of police headquarter issues and construction issues in the city of Winnipeg? The building is designed to hold uh, detective units and others. That's what it was designed for. But that plan has changed in Winnipeg. The Winnipeg Police Service doesn't need to be spending millions and millions of dollars servicing debt that could be put towards the the police to help be proactive in dealing with crime. And uh, so you've heard what Councillor Klein said about the North End, uh, this plan North End Station, that the detectives aren't 
uh, don't they all operate out of downtown now? They don't operate out of the district stations. Uh, I'm I'm going to ask Aaron McDowell in particular what he thinks about what Councillor Klein said. Um, not necessarily to I mean that's not to stir up controversy. That's just you know two people running for public office with vastly different opinions, and uh, the North End being where my where I'm was born, where I'm from, where my family's from, where so many of, of the supporters of the Great Canadian Talk Show and City Circus have been. So I want to follow up, see what Aaron has to say about that, see what you have to say about it, by all means. Um, but that's an example, Klein says, of poor city planning and of excessive spending, things that he is manifestly opposed to. Um, he spoke about some other topics uh, uh, and concerns of his uh, at the at the crowd. Now, I have to explain... Um, the complexities of uh, my week, in particular with some family matters, necessitated that I uh, leave his event before I could get my free Willie's hot dog. Sorry, Willie, because I wanted to see you and talk with you, man. I, I apologize for that. But uh, we had to exit stage right uh, and uh, try to cram some other uh, business in before the end of the retail day. Uh, and accordingly, I was not able to scrum with Councillor Klein. I wish I'd have heard it and been there. Uh, but I, I'm making a commitment to my audience and uh, probably no surprise to Kevin Klein. I'll be in touch with him and I'm going to get him on the record uh, for uh, our audience, for our listeners and for the voters of Winnipeg. Uh, so that's why you're not hearing uh, any any uh, audio from that uh, scrum. Uh, I unfortunately couldn't be in three places at the same time and I could barely manage being in one place at the same time today. Uh, but there you have at least a taste of the Klein announcement of some of the principles and ideas he's going to bring forward in the campaign. Uh, certainly, I don't think anybody else on radio or television is going to bring you six uninterrupted minutes of Klein's presentation today. Uh, and we'll see where this lands in the campaign. Certainly, there's uh, a question of where he's going to draw support from uh, on the conservative side of the spectrum, as he's seen. And uh, there's a bit of a crowd there with him, Scott Gillingham, the uh, uh, city councillor, in uh, St. James, Brooklyn's, and with Jenny Motkaluk. Um, clearly, Klein is targeting Gillingham as, um, uh, you know, somebody who has stood shoulder to shoulder with uh, Brian Bowman. So every time Kevin Klein says something's wrong with the city, the, city's bro- the system's broken, he's uh, pointing one way or the other that Gillingham has been somebody who has enabled that dysfunction and not proceeded to solve it. We'll see how Gillingham responds to it. He knows that this is a big challenge. And the, the Mottlet campaign, I'm sure in due course, will, uh, I mean, they, maybe they won't have anything to say about Kevin Klein or about Gillingham necessarily. Uh, but uh, those three are perceived, per, are perceived as competing on the same side of the spectrum. I would be remiss if I did not mention that people have noticed uh, that there's a number of putative conservatives that are active in the Glen Murray campaign. Uh, now, I, I'm seeing people from, you know, all various walks of life. Certainly you have a concentration of more kinds of people, you know, left-wing people as opposed to right-wing people, say, working. I'm just giving an example. You'd expect to see that in the uh, RFO campaign, the Robert Falcon elect campaign, or the Ronald Bakari campaign. Uh, for instance, you expect to see liberals, people who've been supporters of the Liberal Party. They're not, these campaigns are not linear. Cities campaigns often aren't. But in the Murray campaign, it is raising eyebrows that there are a number of people who are identified as conservatives that are working with Glenn Murray, but he's, he's 
for a guy who was seen as a white wine socialist in the 1980s, 1990s, and it's in the 90s, in his first incarnation at city council as the representative for Fort Rouge and then as mayor, and it, it's, to some people, Glenn, Mayor, Glenn Murray is not recognizable. People around Glenn Murray might say, well, that's because he's evolved. His politics have evolved, and certainly they have, because he's managed to be gone from being, I think it was Winnipeg into the 90s, uh, NDP to Winnipeg into the 90s, to Ontario Liberals, to the Federal Green Party. And we will be following up, by the way, um, as well about the controversy of uh, Glenn Murray being in breach to this very day. Every day he wakes up, he's in breach of the uh, Canada Elections Act for failure to have yet filed, as far as anybody knows, his, uh, his uh, uh, final statements for his run at the Green Party leadership. And uh, that's certainly gotten a lot of notice, even if the media in Winnipeg didn't pick up on how important it is to people to know who donated to a candidate previously, if their campaign finance affairs were in order. It is something that other that voters, even in August, when you know media outlets don't think it's very important to cover elections, people notice stuff like that and they've made comment of it, we'll continue to follow up. Again, I urge you, if you're uh, inclined to want to hear more of this, to want to see more of this, to want to read more of this kind of coverage, go to the link or email me, martygoldlive at gmail.com. Get a hold of me. Your support is crucial to the continuation of this kind of coverage. No other media outlet is going to be is prepared to sit down with every mayoral candidate and give them 20 minutes, 25 minutes, and city council candidates too, don't get me wrong, but the, my priority right now is to try to get the mayoral candidates. That's, you know, as somebody used to say, the big boss with the hot sauce, and his name's come up a lot lately, but we'll save that for later. Um, I want to get them on the record and, and let you hear what they have to say and their vision for the city of Winnipeg, their views of the city of Winnipeg and of how the city runs and how it can be better and how they intend to respond to you, the voter as you raise concerns in this election. And uh, so, for now, that's enough for me. Um, my anticipation is that on Monday, next Monday on the 8th, there'll be uh, the next installment of the regular podcast with myself and Spirited Kenny, and we will talk about the entry of Councillor Klein, we will follow up on some of our previous topics, and we will certainly talk about uh, the assault on Police Chief Danny Smythe at Folklorama. Uh, those topics and more, if you have any uh, any news tips uh, or questions, by all means, send them in, email them in. We're going to get to it. We are here for you. And remember, when it comes to the civic election, you have the power. Thanks for listening to The Great Canadian Talk Show. If you want to email Marty, send it to tgcts1 at gmail.com. Or follow him on Twitter at tgcts. Hello.